This week on a very special mini-sode of Mighty Counts of Beer, we're presenting our quarantine recommendations. Hello and welcome to a somber, reflective mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I stole it all the toilet papers from the neighbors in the building. We're set for life, friends. Woo! It's worth its weight in gold. I wish I got heavier toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Jonathan Rooney Taylor, the lovable scamp of the group. John went out and John went out and hoarded single ply like an idiot. <laughs> That's true. Double ply, I could have peeled apart and double my profits. Nah, man, forget that. I went straight for the triple ply. <laughs> it's like wiping your ass with satin. <laughs> <laughs> By which I mean it just slips right off. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so this week uh, uh, we are uh, presumably still in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus quarantine. Oh, I think we say with uh, some certainty that that's still <laughs> going to be the case. Uh, and uh, while we have continued to provide content for you, we would like to take a minute to make our recommendations of things you should consume during your time at home while you are sheltered in place and or whatnot. Yeah, so we're, we're like gonna... all them emails you get from the websites you visited once five years ago. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking the music box wanted to tell me about Corona. Oh, yeah, man. I've been getting it from everywhere. Jesus. So we're going to go around the horn with uh, recommendations for a film you should watch, a TV show you should watch, and an album you should listen to. Are we doing all three? Or are we no, going we're going to do one, 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 one around, one around. Yeah, one around. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah, whoever yeah. gets voted off has to leave. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Has to go wander <laughs> into a, a group of more than ten people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's Buddy, go. I don't even want to do that during non-quarantine. Right. Though, right? That's too many people. <laughs> uh, so let's start. John, when we start with you, what's a movie people should watch during their, their quarantining? Oh, get ready to get mad because I am going to cite the precedent of Cahier du Cinema and say season three of Twin Peaks. That's the movie you're picking? Correct. That's a movie? Oh, okay. Cahier du Cinema <laughs> said it was their movie of the year when it came out, and that's good enough for me. Oh, all right. That is close to 20 goddamn hours of content. Not bad. That's a hell of a movie. It's also the best thing David Lynch has ever done, and I really like David Lynch. Wow. So that was a high recommendation. Do you have to watch any of the previous Twin Peaks to be... You could. I would recommend seeing all of season one of Twin Peaks, which is like eight episodes, the first ten episodes of season two where they solve the mystery, and then the very last episode of season two, then the movie Firewalk with me, then season three. But if you don't want to do any of that bullshit, just fucking dive into a wiki. Okay. Also, (laughs) if you watch all those, make sure to have the sound off. No, sound up. No, no. You just don't like uh, Angelo Badlamati's uh, original synth score. Yeah, his pounding on synth tones at me. Yeah. I don't care for it. That's okay. Season three bypasses that by just not having music. Nice. <laughs> that is a step up. Except for when fucking Trent Reznor takes a mic at the roadhouse and just plays a dirge. Nice. Ooh. I'm into it. And he is uh, introduced by the owner of the roadhouse as, please welcome 
The Nine Inch Nails. (laughs) So wait, there's a scene in Twin Peaks Season 3 where Trent Reznor is introduced as a musical act at a roadhouse? Correct. And he doesn't play any of the songs from the movie Roadhouse? Also correct. What a bunch of horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. How are people supposed to get rowdy and beat each other up (laughs) and have sex in the back rooms of a roadhouse? Well, here's the thing. You joke, but many scenes at the roadhouse involve people getting riled up and getting into fights and having weird sex. Oh, nice. That's good to know. As long as it's still going on. Yeah. Is there a cooler there? Uh, <laughs> no, but there is a scene of three minutes of uninterrupted floor sweeping. Nice. You said this is the best movie? It's that so David good. Lynch has ever made. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Patrick, uh, what's a movie people should watch while they're under the quarantine? Uh, well, since we're playing loose with movie rules, I'm going to go for the entire trilogy of the animated show. Or the animation show. It was a joint project by Don Hertzfeld and Mike Judge. And it's a bunch of crazy fucking cartoons from like the late 2000s. And I mean crazy fucking cartoons yeah. from the late 2000s. Don Hertzfeld did uh, Rejected. Rejected. That, like, big, that was one of the first yeah. like big viral things on the internet that Absolutely. I remember. Absolutely. And Billy's Balloon. Great. Yeah. Oh, it's great stuff. And actually the Mike Judge contributions are pretty limited to just... Paying for this show to exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got some, like, random stuff that's, like, from before Beavis and Butthead and sketch stuff, but it's very short. Everything sure. else is showcasing these other artists. Most of it, he's just using that sweet, sweet King of the Hill money. Yeah, right, right. And his leftover sweet, sweet Beavis and Butthead money. Yeah. They made a movie out of that, yeah, that show. Yeah, and he made a ton of money from that movie. Yeah. But the animation show <laughs> is not that, and it's all great and weird and mind-blowing. Interesting. I will step up and say that the Beavis and Butthead movie is probably better than you remember it if you remember that it has like a full Rob Zombie psychedelic freakout sequence. It's Fuck the yeah. best part of the film. It's yeah. real fucking good. And isn't like Butthead hit on Chelsea Clinton? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, they both right. have braces. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's what I would suggest. <laughs> okay. All right. Fantastic. I guess soft recommendation for Beavis and Butthead soft. to America. Soft. <laughs> it's on Very Netflix soft, right now. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, what's a movie you would recommend people watch during this time of quarantine? I'm not going to play fast and loose with the rules. As you know, I'm a stickler. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to, uh, uh, pick a movie that's a, a personal favorite of mine and I watch... Uh, 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 actually a, a fair bit. I think it's a, a, a really interesting movie. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. That's right. good, okay. yeah. I finally is... saw that on an airplane, which is not the way to see it, but no. it still held up real good. Nice, nice. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 obviously is the sequel to the movie Blade Runner, and I will say... Well, it's the 2480th version, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like Naked Gun 33. Hey! hey. Uh, but I will say, I actually think 2049 uh, is, a, is a better full movie than the original Blade Runner because it does away with like a it's lot of It's not the... compromised in very obvious ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is a movie where one guy was clearly given complete artistic control and and made a really interesting film with some of the most beautiful visuals uh, in film. It's like the movie that finally got Roger Deakins' Oscar for yeah. God's sake. Nice. Uh, it also has one of the coolest sex scenes in a movie in recent <laughs> history yeah. because it's Cause a... there's holograms. Yeah, because it's a hologram lady but then they hire a real like sex worker to like meld with the hologram so he can have sex with the hologram but it's really the sex worker it's fascinating yeah it's super cool uh ryan gosling gives a great performance harrison ford doesn't look like he's sleepwalking (laughs) that's always uh the only downside of it is is there is a real creepy 
uh, uh, CGI recreation of um, uh, uh, Rachel from the original yeah. Blade Runner. Uh, the actor's name I can't remember offhand. Sean Young. Mm. Uh, and it's just real like disconcerting when, when she shows up. Okay. But it's literally only there for a second. Even Jared Leto's good in the movie, for God's sake. Whoa. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Whoa. He's going to be the... Morbius, guys. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole movie where Jared Leto's going to play the, the living, living vampire. vampire. Do you think he is going to sire Blade? Oh, shit. No, because he's part of the Sony-verse. Oh, are they still so, like, hardline separate? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he can only interact with Spider-Man characters, which means... Uh, because Michael Keaton's in the movie as, as Adrian Toomes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if what I've... Uh, the scuttlebutt I've read is like this will lead to the formation of a Sinister, sinister six. six. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It's like two and a half hours long, so you'll be able to cut off a huge chunk of your bumming around time. It's awesome. I love it. Nice. Now TV shows. What is a TV show people should watch? Well, they are quarantine. Patrick, let's start with you. All eighteen hours of Ken Burns is baseball. It's That's free. more of a movie than the animation <laughs> show. It's on PBS. You could have flip-flopped those. You get to learn about all kinds of cool guys with ridiculous names. Like Catfish Hunter. Right. And back when baseball was like punching guys in the face. Yeah. And drinking all the time. Oh, that's one of my favorite things I learned is that they used to keep a full barrel of beer at third base for encouragement. <laughs> if you got there, you got to stick a ladle in it and drink the beer. Ah, uh, baseball. I haven't seen Ken Burns baseball since it like aired. Oh, it is a Ken Burns film. So, yeah, you so know, there's a lot, a lot of slow of... pans over old pictures. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ancient guys talking. It's got a lot of studs Turkle though. Hey, yeah, beat that. Chicago legend studs Turkle, the one and only. Uh, <clears throat> John, TV show that people should watch Whew. during the quarantine. I. Boy, I'm, I'm trying to decide between two, and I'm going to go ahead and be a parody of myself and say, all of the Star Wars TV on Disney+, Plus, starting with Clone Wars, into Rebels, into Resistance, into Mandalorian. Wow. Man, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of TV. Lot of content. It's a lot of TV, but like, uh, Clone Wars, you got to stick with it. The first like season and a half is pretty choppy, uh, but post that is very excellent. Uh, Rebels is very good. Resistance is not as good as Rebels, but still very consistent. And Mandalorian, as I'm sure everybody has already told you, is very good and it has a baby Yoda in it. Uh, but what's great is uh, Dave Filoni, who is sort of the apprentice of George Lucas, uh, really oversaw the Clone Wars with George Lucas and then Solo did uh, the Rebels and Resistance and Mandalorian. And so you can see an entire continuity between all of those shows that like shit that happens in clone wars pays off in mandalorian it's very cool it's a fun ride yeah. Yeah. i would also recommend if you're going to watch clone wars don't watch it in the order in which it aired go to starwars.com and look up the chronological order that the events take place and you'll get some good episodes sooner than you would the other way around yeah. okay because some of the episodes end up being prequels to one another, and it's all really like well, they were needlessly confusing. Yeah. Uh, but if you watch it in chronological order, you get some of the later season stuff up front, and you're like, oh, I see what this show turns into, and it's very good. Okay. Excellent. Plus, okay. fucking Rosario Dawson is going to play Ahsoka Tano, who makes her debut in Clone Wars. That's nice. right, in Mandalorian Season 2. 
I'm very fucking excited about that. I guess soft recommendation for Lost. That was my other kind of thing. Sure. (laughs) Just because every every episode ends with a really great reason to want to watch the next episode, regardless of the quality in between. True. You know what I mean? Nice, nice. So, like, it's real easy binge, you know? Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Patrick. I said baseball. We already did yours. Yeah, we got me. <laughs> so we're going to me. We just switch to Civil War and you get a second one for <laughs> Yeah, right. Nah, man. Nah, do prohibition. Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, TV show people should watch. So uh, I'm going to go with one that's a little bit more recent. Uh, now that uh, FX is on Hulu, uh, you can watch a bunch of their cool stuff. And I will say uh, I, we're just about finishing up. Uh, Fosse Verdon. Uh, I was just telling you guys about this off, uh, off mic. Uh, it's about the lives uh, and the working relationship and romantic relationship between Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon, the uh, theater luminaries of their times. Uh, it's a fascinating, fascinating story about uh, uh, theater's biggest shithead asshole yeah. and one of the most talented, you know, uh, triple threats that theater's ever seen. Who herself also has a few like kind of underhanded schemes on her of her own. Nice. Um, kind of how they was this sort of weird uh, symbiotic force in th- in like musical theater. Um, Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams give just some of the most pro- phenomenal performances, especially Sam Rockwell. Uh, as I mean, they're always both so good. Sam Rockwell as Bob Fosse though, like nails it. Like he nails the like shitty strutting confidence. He nails the like the smoking all the time, the <laughs> drug use, the dancing, like all of it. It's phenomenal. I can't recommend it enough. It's very, very, very good. Nice. Now that's not to be confused with Fussy at Verdun, which is where a fussy British butler. <laughs> Through a series of mistaken identities, finds himself on the front lines of World War One's most bloodbath-inducing battle. Correct. Verdun. Yeah, that's one of those old like '70s BBC shows where they shot it on like high eight video, right? Yeah, right, Correct. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it does have Rowan Atkinson in a very early role. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Very pretty, nice. Pretty good. All right, so we've taken care of Butler. Uh, uh, movies, TVs. We got a lot of stuff for you to watch, but now it's time for something that you can put into your ear holes. What's an album that people should listen to on the quarantine? Something that you love, something they should take in and absorb. John, let's start with you. Uh, so, I, again, I'm going to cheat and do kind of two, but God they're very damn much it. related. He's going to do that goddamn George Hamilton <laughs> album? No way. George Harrison album? <laughs> it's like eight CDs. No, uh, what is that? This Too Must Pass? All no, Things Must Pass. All Things Must Pass. Yeah. Although that is a pretty... Some of it's very good. Yeah, I would say, like... It gets kind of droney in the 65% middle. 65% of it's yeah. very, very good. Uh, but no, I'm going to say uh, a band called The Black Mages, which is Nobui Utsumoto, who does the music for the Final Fantasy games, just put together a heavy metal band. Nice. Ooh. And they do heavy metal covers of all of his Final Fantasy songs. Yeah, yeah. I'm on And they are real fucking good. I'm Ooh. on board with that. Uh, and then, like, part and parcel with that is the band that I was trying to remember a few podcasts ago, the Yellow Magic Orchestra, which Ooh. is an early Japanese prog band. Nice. Ooh. Uh, that is, like, you can feel where, like, Japanese RPG music came from with their work. Oh, okay. It is oh, very, like, okay. big sweeping and, like, very tightly melodic. Also, uh, fun fact about the Black Mages albums, uh, they're all terrific. They're all, I think, on Spotify. You can find them. I'm not going to tell you how to find them. Uh, But they play One Winged Angel, the battle theme for the final fight with Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII. 
and hearing it performed with real instruments, it is very clear that it's just Deep Purple. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Patrick, what's an album that people should listen to and don't pick another fucking TV show? Wait, (laughs) goddammit, I'll pick what I want. Um, I'm going to go with Hot Off the Presses. Uh, the newest Sonny Landreth album, Sonny Landreth being the noted slide guitarist from New Orleans. Yeah, noted. Noted. <laughs> noted. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say for the record that the most irritating sound in the world is... Nah, that slidey fucking... On those fucking frets. Don't nah, like it. it's not that kind of slide Don't guitaring. like it. <laughs> uh, but it's called Blacktop Run, and it's a great blues album with lots of fancy guitar playing. No, okay. You should listen to it. I will. Don't ever fucking tell me what to do, Patrick. Yeah, I said you should, John. You (laughs) should listen to it. Well, it sounds like someone's got a case of the shoulds. Yeah, yeah. You should eat it sausage. (laughs) Yeah, and you should have a Mountain Dew. (laughs) Boy, in case you can't tell, Patrick is from the South. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, trying you know. to get John some culture over here. Yeah, the South. Blues album. Yeah, the South, where all the sausage and Mountain Dew are from. True facts. I mean, Mountain Dew, yes. It was a code name for moonshine. For years and years and years, yeah. For a very long time. Uh, uh, I'm a mellow yellow guy myself. You would be. Uh-huh. You I'm look like a Gap commercial. What? <laughs> I'm wearing a DePaul basketball t-shirt and basketball shorts with no underwear. Yeah, yeah, Patrick is right, though. There's that Gap commercial where they use, they call me Mellow Yellow. Oh, it was oh. real annoying, and it was on when I was in high school, so I was really annoying, and it was really annoying, and together, we couldn't deal. Here's the thing. Large chunks of my memory are just, like, fading into the wallpaper of my mind, but I will go to my dying day remembering Old Navy, Old Navy, performance, please. <laughs> Fuck those people, right? right? Fuck those bastards. God damn it. Why can't you uh, use your powers for good? Uh, <laughs> jerks. Because they're using all their powers to make pants that don't have enough belt loops on them. <laughs> There's always one missing. It's the style. But my belt sags and I look like an idiot. No, you look like you're in an Old Navy commercial. Oh, wait. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Mark. An album, album you think people should listen to. Uh, I'm going to go for something again, uh, a little against the grain of whatever. God, I hope it's not picking. corn. Please don't pick corn. No, it's Double not Fantasy corn. by the Plastic Ono Band. No, no, no. It's <laughs> something a little bit more recent, but not super recent. Uh, is the band Business, or uh, the song, or uh, album. <laughs> <laughs> the album is called Business Casual, and it's by a band called Chromio from Montreal, Patrick's favorite Ooh. city. Uh, it is a electro pop, like funk band. Uh, nice. It's just a fun album to listen to. Right on. Just up tempo, lots of synths and like holonotsy guitars and stuff like that. Phenomenal record. There's some uh, really interesting music videos from the album, uh, especially uh, 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 "Night by Night" is really interesting. As our when the night comes, uh, there's a lot of songs about night because, <laughs> like most funk bands and most like funk discoy bands, they kind of just focus on like dancing yeah, and yeah. girls and and drugs and booze yeah. and girls and dancing and and the finest fire. song <laughs> topics going all the way back, gents. That's right. <laughs> Don't you remember all those soggy bottom boys songs about fire? Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, that would be my. And if I had to do a, a pick a, a, a another album, uh, I'll cheat because everyone else is fucking I cheating. I mean, I didn't pick two albums. Nah, but you it's picked true. a fucking TV show for a movie. So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and cheat. I picked a movie for a movie. You I shut your goddamn mouth. For a TV show. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh, one other album, and that's Armed Forces by Elvis Costello. Oh yeah, probably the greatest. Mm. Uh, that's got the elephant on it, right? Yeah, it's probably the greatest like power pop like album of all time. Is that the one that opens with Allison? Uh, no, Allison is on My Aim is True. That's his very Ooh, first album. Yeah. Armed Forces opens with What's So Funny about Peace, Love, yeah, and Understanding. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's got Oliver's Army. It's got uh, Accidents Will Happen. Great album. Um, but yeah, Elvis Costello, kind of, I feel like, kind of forgotten about these days by the young folks, which is a bummer because he is the best. He's really fantastic. Yeah, uh, so that's going to do it. Uh, no, fuck that. I'm throwing a curveball. Oh, book. What's a book, book someone should read? I don't read books. Good, then we'll skip Patrick. John, what's a book yeah. that people should read? Uh, the TV Guide. <laughs> they still print that? <laughs> I have no idea. I used to do the TV Guide crossword in pen. Ooh. I mean, they, they probably do still print it. They still print the poor Richard's Almanac. <laughs> you can get it in the checkout at the Jewel. Ooh, I may have to go to Jewel. <laughs> I want to see what the planting weather's going to be like this year. <laughs> Ooh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just full of virus. Every page just said, "Oh God, oh God, these are the end times. Oh God, oh please God, oh help." If you're from the future, send help, please. Uh, okay, so for books, I'm gonna say uh, this is kind of a weird book. I wish I could remember the name of it. It's about Vince Coletta. I think it's just called Ink. But Vince Coletta was a comic book inker, which if you don't know, the artist does the drawings in pencil. And He's then a the tracer. Inker, yeah. You've seen Chasing Amy. Yeah. Uh, but the inker does add like shadows to it and like cross hatching and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vince Coletta was infamous in the comic books for when Jack Kirby was doing his Marvel work at the tail end. Vince Coletta did the inking for it and all this intricate detail. He said, fuck that and just colored it all black. Nice. <laughs> So he is, like, deeply hated by the comics community, but there's this book about his life that's an oral history, and it's just fascinating. It's a fascinating time capsule of a very niche profession in a very niche piece of culture that is just great. They talk to everybody that he worked with. Uh, I think Jack Kirby had passed by the time they did the book, but they did speak with, like, Stan Lee, and everyone had pretty much a very similar take on him, which is, like, Sweetest guy, nicest guy in the world, would always hit his deadlines. Fucking terrible artist. (laughs) (laughs) But no one had the stones to fire him because he was such a sweet guy. Nice. Nice. But yeah, check out the the oral biography of Vince Coletta. It's on Amazon. I know that. It is fascinating. Patrick, do you have any books that you... uh... You want to recommend? I'll give you another uh, chance. Let's see. Uh, I read a book about a king. <laughs> Ooh, was it once, but then the future? Nah. Was it the return of? Nah, it's about the poison king of Pontus. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. It was by Adrian Meyer. It was about Mithridates the sixth. I Jupiter. think I would have noted the day you referenced a book <laughs> on our podcast. Well, I, I listened to it. It would a... be called Bookin's Day, and we would <laughs> celebrate it with a feast every year. Well, I mean, usually I burn them for warmth but this one was actually I burn them because of their dangerous ideas <laughs> uh, this one I listened to on tape though so <laughs> take that books <laughs> won't get me reading uh, cool uh, 
Uh, Mark, what's a book that you recommend? I'm going to recommend Elton John's most recent memoir, or his only memoir, called Me! Nice! <laughs> by Elton John. It's a, a fascinating book, uh, especially once he kind of gets past his, like, uh, childhood days, which are, are, you know, it's an interesting story. But once he gets into, like, him playing music and stuff like that, it's clearly the book that's written by a 70-something-year-old gay man who no longer gives any fucks. Nice. And will throw any and anybody under a bus. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. It's full of just gossip and spilt tea, and it's great. Nice. Uh, and it's uh, uh, just a really fascinating story, especially when he gets into, like, his trouble with... With his uh, multiple vices of cocaine, <laughs> alcohol, bulimia, sex, and shopping all at the same time. Yeah. He could only find one rehab place that would do all of them for him. <laughs> and it was in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a very fascinating read. I highly recommend it. Um and you know what? Fuck it. Let's keep going. What's a podcast that everyone should listen to Body while Body counts and beer. Oh, wait. You already are. Are they, though? <laughs> <laughs> They've made it this far. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say I Podius on the Max Fun Network. Oh, I keep meaning to listen to that. It uh. is delight. Much like the Vince Coletta book, it is a fascinating snapshot of a moment in time in pop culture. I got to watch I, Claudius. I've never seen it. I have actually been listening to the podcast having never seen it. They do an excellent job of, like, making you feel familiar enough with the source material to, like, get what they're talking okay, about. Okay, cool. But I would absolutely love to see it. It sounds fucking bonkers. And it's that's that's uh, by Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse and, and John Judge, Hodgman. Judge John Hodgman. Judge John Hodgman. Uh, okay. They watch through the uh, 1960s BBC miniseries I, Claudius and talk about it episode by episode. Holy shitballs. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's got to be weird. It's some good times. Patrick? Uh, you know, I don't think I've listened to a podcast since S-Town. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even super care about that one. It just happened. I mostly, yeah, so I can't help you on that one. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, well, uh, I'm going to recommend a fun podcast, just something to pass the time with a lot of back uh, episodes. Uh, Doughboys. I love me some Doughboys. Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger with a guest. It's the podcast about chain restaurants. Nice. It's basically the uh, favorite mall restaurant stretched into, into a podcast. Stretched into two hours every week. Nice. Uh, and it's fantastic. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's especially great because you can tell the hosts uh, super love each other, but all they do is roast each other for an hour and a half. Every week, and it's fantastic. I highly recommend episodes that feature Judge John Hodgman on them uh, because he roasts both of them equally, and it's yep. great. Nice. Uh, also, Nicole Byer's a great guest, and Paul F. Tompkins. Um, if you have a podcast, eventually Paul F. Tompkins will be on your podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's a little bit the same for Judge John Hodgman. Yeah. Is well, he... he'll be on an, he'll be on any Max Fun Network podcast. Yeah. You know, he's very much like a company man, it feels like. Yeah. Except he's an earwolf guy. No. Is he now? Judge John Hodgman. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Paul F. Tompkins is a earwolf guy. Oh, yeah, Paul F. Tompkins is earwolf, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins just likes talking, he likes talking into a can for $5. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, he's on earwolf, they don't get paid. So anyways, <laughs> zing! Take that company that Scott Ackerman used to own but then sold to Scripps Media and yeah. it's a whole big thing. Anyways. Hey, video games! Oh, sure. Uh, well, I'm recently playing... I recommend Final Fantasy VI because that's what I'm playing right now. It's nice. great. Uh, it's actually Final Fantasy VI Advance, uh, yeah. which has made uh, using some of the online walkthroughs difficult because some of the things it tells me to do, I can't do. Correct. Yes. Because all the spell names are different and that's not the name of this village. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, like, <laughs> people it tells me to talk to aren't there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Classic. It can get pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. But still, the game uh, is is really great. The score is really good. Yeah. And the character Cyan. Uh, Nobuo Atsumoto. Yeah. I, I really need to learn how to pronounce his last name. Uh, but yeah. the, uh, the, the character Cyan, who's a samurai, With looks, a big fucking mustache. He looks yeah. just like Jake the Snake Roberts. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Right on. Well, and I love, uh, what is it, uh, Sabin, who can suplex a haunted train? Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah? Nice. I just Good got time. a feral child to join my party. You send him into the veld and he learns animal skills. Yeah, he leaps. Yeah, he leaps into the bodies of monsters and then battle ends. And then you fight some people and then after a while he just shows up and he's learned their powers. Presumably by eating them from the inside. Nice. Correct. I like this a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. John? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say if you've got access to it, which if you've got like a moderate PC or if you've got a PlayStation 4, it's pretty easy to do. Check out the Yakuza series. It is phenomenal. Mm, Uh, It is an open world game uh, based on the life and times of a Yakuza in the Japanese mafia. Uh, If you start with Yakuza 0, which is an excellent game and work your way through chronologically, it is this big like Godfather-esque story of a man starting at the bottom and like, rising through the ranks and realizing that this isn't the life he wants and trying to get out but always being pulled back in. But also you can have dance competitions with a thinly veiled Michael Jackson stand-in. You can hire a Steven Spielberg alike to run your real estate business. (laughs) If you bowl a turkey in the bowling alley, you get a live turkey that can also run your real estate business. (laughs) (laughs) It is fucking great. Awesome. Patrick, any video games? Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Mountain Blade, which I think came out in 2010. Oh, Mount and Blade. I Mount thought, and Blade, yeah. Mountain Blade. Mountain Blade. No, It's a Mount blade the size of a mountain. Uh, no, because probably you picked it up a million years ago and you were like conquering. On some kind of steam sale. Right, and you were like conquering Calradia will take me weeks and weeks of just doing this video game and nothing else. <laughs> and that opportunity is now presented to you. True. Ah. That's the first person, like, medieval combat? Yeah, yeah. You are a rando who shows up, and you kind of can hire volunteers and serve a lord, and then eventually you can try to become king yourself. But there are, like, six fully-fledged factions and 12 or 15 heavily guarded towns, and you have to build a nation-state from nothing, and it could take for fucking ever. But now you don't have to go to work. True. Yeah. True. Wow. Uh, any other forms of media we've skipped? Uh, I ran into this fascinating zoetrope where if you spun it just right, it looked like the horsey was galloping. Nice. Ooh, you know, I found a, uh, 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 a nice, how, what are the, a viewfinder reel. Oh, yeah. classy. Yeah. Did it yeah. have uh, pictures of old Riverview Park from the 40s? Ooh, but it was stereoscopic 3D, so it's like the waterfall was coming right at you. Yeah, I bet that was cool as It shit. was, yeah. yeah. There was a bear. Nice. Nice. So that's going to do it for this uh, mini-sode, uh, not so mini-sode, of Body Counts and Beer. We got nothing but time, and so do you. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so please uh, take our recommendations. If you don't, we'll find you, we'll hunt you down, we'll kill you. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and if Easy you, peasy. if you do, we'll find you, hunt you down, and we will love you forever. Like that one uh, big hairy red guy from uh, Looney Tunes who grabs everyone and goes, I will kiss him and love him and call him George. Oh, yeah, 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 that like hairy monster guy. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell was his name? I don't know. He had I the think it was hairy monster. Bunny. I think it might have been Harry Monster, yeah. 
Anyways, I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And you forgot your name for a second there, didn't you? Don't worry about it. I saw the look in your eyes <laughs> as the light faded away. <laughs> I was thinking of my toilet paper and wondering if it's okay. It's gone. <laughs> oh no! no! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can check us out on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.